I think it could be. Yeah. All right. Well, Pastor Steve, we're really pumped to have you here on the the set today. You know, we've been dreaming about this for a while. We have. And, we have. And um, you know, you just graduated with your doctorate. Yeah, ma'am. Your doctorate is in what again? I have a doctor ministry in preaching. Preaching, amazing. Yeah. And your doctoral uh, dissertation was on preaching from rest, correct? Yeah, it's called resting to preach. Resting to and preach. And it's all about the reality that our preaching grows out of rest. Talk to us a little bit more about that. that. Like, what was your kind of thesis statement? Yeah, so the idea was that um, we were made... Well, for example, a lot of people think that you work to rest. In other words, I work really hard, and if I, if I earn it, if I deserve it, then I'm going to get to rest. But that's not at all the picture of rest in Scripture. And for preachers, uh, we're kind of notorious for not resting like we should. Right. Because Sabbath... Most people think of it as Sunday. It really refers more to Saturday, but um, we think of it as Sunday, and Sunday's not a day of rest for ministry, yeah. especially not if you're preaching. So pastors don't typically rest like they should. So I began to get into this idea of, well, what does the Bible really say about rest, and what is it really supposed to be? Hmm. And in that, how are we really wired? Hmm. So it's really interesting to look and see both scripturally and from a scientific point of view that we are wired, first of all, to rest in order to accomplish what we are made to accomplish. I love that. We're in a series, too, that we just launched. Uh, it's really a, a long series that we're going to be doing for the next season of our church on Designed for Dominion, really all walking through the book of Genesis. And you were just preaching this past week on the seventh day, right? And so talk to us about, theologically, what you discovered through that study and, and, and how that you know applies to, like as you said, preachers or even anyone how they need to apply rest to their life. Yeah, yeah. The seventh day, and it's important to notice, note it's not a specific day of the week. It's a day. It needs to be a day. Um, is set aside by God. It's sanctified. It's a day that is to connect us with Him. I love how Jesus said the, the man is not created for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath is created for man. In other words, the, you don't earn God's favor by keeping the Sabbath. Rather, the Sabbath is a gift to us. Uh, so that we can connect with God, we can slow down long enough to understand who He is and worship Him. And I think at the heart of it, Phil, is that we have this incredible tendency as humans to take over the role of God. And that happened in the garden in chapter 3 of Genesis. And Sabbath, the lack, the failure to keep the Sabbath is saying really that I can't trust God with a day off. Mm. Um, I have to always be working, always be striving to prove my value. And when we do that, we're saying, God, you told me to Sabbath, but I really, I can't trust you with that. I need yeah. to work. And um, there's a lot of theology in that. And, and one of the, you know, the scariest parts of that is we're saying, God, I think you're pleased with me because of what I do or because of what I've done. And really the truth is, as one of the authors says, you know, God's pleased with you because of what He's done hmm. in you. I love that. And His finished work of salvation in me. And Sabbath proclaims that. I love that. You know, you also gave the illustration that, like, you know, Chick-fil-A takes a day off on Sunday. Yeah. And it's like the Sabbath is kind of the fourth commandment. It's the one commandment that we're almost like, we're like, oh, we don't really have to do that anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Jesus, it doesn't, you know, He's the Lord of the Sabbath. And so... Yeah. We kind of, as Christians now in Western theology, we don't really even keep a Sabbath, I don't think, a lot of us. You know, there's not yeah. really a day that we set aside because we, it used to be traditionally Sunday. But now, 
you know, like you mentioned, the stores are open on Sunday. You know, everything's open on Sunday. Sunday's just more of a day that we get to continue doing all the things we never got to do growing up, you know? Like, yeah, it's exactly it. We're like, well, we've done away with blue laws in most states, which right. were, you know, you couldn't buy certain things. You couldn't shop. The radio stations only played organ music until sure. like 6 o'clock at night, and then the rock and roll would come back on, and all the teenagers would rejoice, you know? Right. Um, now it's just kind of a throwaway. It's like Sabbath. I mean, you know, I don't really do Sabbath. And I think in our culture, a lot of people look at it as the catch-up day, for a number of reasons, uh, or it's the get ready for the weekday. And so um, it's not a day that anybody really stops and celebrates. Maybe they worship, if it's if it's Sunday, for example. Uh, maybe they go to worship, but then it's just like full out, let's get ready for the week, or let's do a family activity, which that can be Sabbath-like, but really, there's are we really stopping and going, have I rested fully? And, you know, rest includes more than just sleeping or being um, still. There's a lot of things that we can do in this idea of rest that is refreshing, God-honoring, and really restores our soul. I love that. Um, Speaking of the Sabbath, I think that, you know, a lot of people have, you know, Seventh-day Adventists, right? They would say that Sabbath is Saturday, it's not Sunday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What would you say to people that theologically have gotten themselves twisted and they kind of feel like, they're arguing over when to rest and how to rest. What would you say? I know you mentioned earlier that um, the Sabbath is no longer just one day. I mean, the Jews still celebrate Friday night through Saturday night. Absolutely. You know, like, talk to us about why we believe that it could be any day. Yeah, and I think Friday night through Saturday night is great. <laughs> I just don't think it's commanded in Scripture. Really, especially in Genesis, it is the seventh day. Um, the seventh day of creation, no one says that's, that God necessarily started on a Sunday. I don't think that's really scriptural. It doesn't lay it out that way. So it gives us freedom. And when we think of this reality that, that Jesus said the Sabbath is for man, not man for the Sabbath, is that he's saying you need to have a day. And you don't need to worry if it's Saturday or if it's Sunday or if, like for me, it's either Saturday or Monday on a typical week. Um, one of those two days is going to be a rest, refreshment, worship, um, refreshing day. And I would say to especially our Jewish friends, our Seventh-day Adventist friends, you know, I don't see that in Scripture as it has to be this particular day. Now, I would say it's better to have it be a particular day than no day. Mm. You know, And I think that's a good thing. We need to think about that. But don't be—God is not a God of, you know, of oppression— and you could say, well, I have to get off on Sunday. Well, I think it's great to get off on Sunday so you can go to church. And most churches are going to do a service on Sunday. I think that's great. But, man, Phil, we, we, need, we need some police officers on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we need nurses. Nurses. Sunday, we yeah. need first responders. We need, you know, all kinds of people. They really need to work. Yeah. But, but I think most people, if they would just go, all right, I'm going to have a day. What day is that day going to be? Right. And as Chick-fil-A has found that, I mean, I think Kathy originally, true Kathy originally did it because we're going to have a day and it's going to be Sunday. And I don't know that he ever thought, I don't, I don't know the story for sure, but I don't know if he ever thought we're going to, it's going to be a good business practice, but it is. Yeah. There's been cultures that have tried to go with a 10-day work week, for example, that was a disaster. Mm. In France, they did that back in the 1800s. And... Um, we're wired for a seven-day rhythm and for one of those days to be a day of rest. That's, 
um, within us. It's written on our hearts. That's how we are. But it's also true scientifically, which I think is really interesting, um, that rest has such an important role in our lives. A lot of people think, I don't need to rest. That's for weak people. That's for people who don't have, don't drink coffee or Red Bull. You know, yeah. that's, but the reality is things happen in rest that don't happen in when we're not resting. Your mind is almost working as hard when you're sleeping as it is when you're awake. Wow. It's, it's putting together pieces of things. It's solving problems. Uh, it's actually categorizing and storing memories. Mm. So when your memory's crummy, you may just need to rest. It's a good, good message for students to think about. If you're not getting enough rest, you're not going to be able to store the same amount of well, data that so you're trying to. cramming may not actually work. It can work for a short time, but it's not the best way to learn for sure. It's, it's that your mind is constantly doing things that requires you to rest in order for it yeah. to really function well. We've got a college student here helping us, and she's like obviously been staying up late cramming, but essentially she hey we've all done it right we've all been there right <laughs> i've done it i've literally stayed up all t- all night studying for an exam and then wake up and it's just like you you're not as sharp and i think what would mm. be your advice to the young mom who's got her hands full working cooking got young kids really yeah. never gets a break the business owner who's running different things or maybe the pastor who's leading a large church and, and he's really maybe even working a second job by vocationally. What would you say to the person that's overwhelmed and they say to you, Pastor Steve, I can't take a Sabbath? Yeah, yeah. First of all, I would say make sure that you don't make the mistake I've made. One time I worked 40 days in a row. And I have to tell you, I'm ashamed to say that. I thought this is what you do. Well, I, I have important stuff. You know, people are dying going to hell if I don't preach. And, and First of all, don't brag about it. <laughs> don't think this is something you've achieved, right? Um, but there are seasons of life, Phil, that, man, you're just cranking. Mm-hmm. And you just feel like you have to. And you have young children that they don't go to bed when you want them to go to bed. And they don't sleep or they're sick or you have a sick spouse. Or you are in a point in your career where you're going to have to work harder than normal. The goal is to every week at least have some Sabbath. So... And you've got to be before the Lord. God, how can I do this? Can you show me resources that I can do this? It's one of the reasons we have children's ministry on Sunday. So that at least parents can come and bring their child, and for that hour and a half or so, they can be free. And you need to do that, parents. Don't come in and go, oh, my kid won't stay in the nursery. He will if you leave him there, let me tell you. <laughs> he may scream the whole time, but that's what we're there for. So I think find ways to have Sabbath. And maybe it's just... A little extra rest maybe when the baby does go to sleep you make sure you get some rest and some worship time and you take and also pray maybe you can trade off with your spouse or another couple hey this Sunday we'll take your kids for three hours you guys go to the beach or go do something go do something fun we'll do it and then next week we'll switch be prayerful about that God is not the God of legalism he's the God of heart and he goes I want a heart that longs to worship that longs to rest love that well uh we haven't even formalized this podcast yet and but i believe god's going to do something great with it as we continue to chew on the word as we um you know have other conversations with other pastors other leaders members, and other people that can give insight to really just you know practical advice of how to apply the word of god to our life and that's really what this is i felt such practical application on sunday as i heard the word Yeah, I think people look at theology and they go, well, that's just for pastors. But when you start really applying God's word 
and the study of who God is to our lives, we start feeling such a sense of freedom. And that's what I want for people. We're not here to beat people up. People show the freedom they have in Christ. That's it. Yeah. Well, let's close this out with a prayer. If you want to pray over those that are listening to this, we might try to post this and see, you know, who all is interested in hearing the next episode. I can't wait. I think we should even, you know, do more study on this topic of rest. Obviously, we're going to be walking through Genesis and we'll be talking through all those topics. But yeah, it's so important. This subject of rest, I believe, is is so applicable for the listener and people that are are living their lives in 2023. So let's close this with a word of prayer. Let's do that. If you want to lead us. Yeah, let's pray. God, we thank you for how you made us and that you didn't make us as robots who work constantly. God, you made us people, human beings. And part of how you made us, it requires us to rest, to stop, to look to you, to remember why you made us and to remember the, to remember the finished work that Jesus has done in us. God, I lift up those who are struggling right now and just said, listen to this podcast, go, man, I'm exhausted. And now you, I don't even know how to start. Lord, I pray for one little bit of encouragement so that they could start to get some level of rest on a weekly basis, Lord. We pray that you would be glorified through this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, man. Awesome.